Hi, friends. My name is Angel, and I have some things to say. Hello, friends. I am Angel, and we are back with another podcast. And I've had a wonderful time. I've uh, been on vacation, uh, went to Asheville, and it was just such a wonderful, wonderful experience. Went with uh, my husband, my daughter, my son-in-law, my two grandbabies, and for for alcohol not to be an issue. This was our first vacation without any alcohol, and it was absolutely fabulous. We walked around Asheville, went to little shops, um, just went to the pool, just went out to eat, just just spent time together, and uh, that was that was the. Uh, Second weekend, the first weekend, we were in a room uh, because our air conditioner went out. But um, and and that was like weekends back to back. So I guess it was kind of like a little mini vacation, if you will, to see how the girls were going to act. So it was really good. We had a lot of fun. Had had a a different experience, uh, especially for Asheville. But I wanted to share it with you because it's it's my daughter, and I'm just so proud, and my son-in-law, because things like this just don't happen. Um, they were walking uh, one of the nature trails in Asheville, and um, they heard this little girl screaming, I don't want to put my helmet on. I'm not going to wear my helmet. I'm going to hit somebody. So this little girl who we don't know at all, walks up and hits my grandchild in the side of the face. And they were in shock. Thank God I wasn't there because I wouldn't be with you today. I'd be in jail. Uh, Just kidding, just kidding. But just for no reason. And, you know, my grandbaby's sitting there, and at first she's in shock, and then she just grabs her, her jaw and just starts crying because, I mean, she's just a sweet little girl. You know, she's four years old. And, uh... When something like that happens, you're just in shock. But finally, she turned around. She's like, did your blankety-blank child just hit my daughter, <laughs> you know? And the gentleman, bless his heart, uh, 60 years old, just was exasperated. Just You could tell he was probably over it as, as well. And, you know, my son-in-law scoops them up and, and gets them out. And, and uh, you know, they come back to the room. My daughter's crying and, and very upset. But we get through it. It was a teachable moment for for Magusi to teach her that not everybody is sweet, kind, and gentle. Not everybody has her best interest. Not everybody is is her friend, but also to stand up for herself. And it was just so good, my daughter's growth, because used to, like a year ago, two years ago, we'd have went home. It would have ruined everything. She would have been so upset. She could not have gotten back to center, had no center to get back to. But in this journey we're on together, I love being on this journey with my daughter. She was able to get back to center. We were able to have a teachable moment and we were able to move on. And that's what I'm seeing that that we get stuck. A lot of people, we get stuck in our stuff uh, if, if someone does something to us that, that, that's not right, or if, if we're just not feeling right, I've had, I've had, you know, several weeks where it's, it's, I don't know if it's laziness, if it's, you know, not really as engaged with, with people, but engaged with myself. 
reading, learning, praying, and and just getting to know who my great spirit is, who my higher power is. What this journey that I am on, it's it's I don't follow any certain prayers. I don't follow any certain rituals. It's just whatever I want to do. You know, if I want to take my crystals outside, charge them with the moon, if I want to, you know, carry a crystal in my bra for uh, that enables me to speak better or or whatever, that that is part of my higher power. That is part of of my recovery, you know, and, and it's a little different. And I love it. I love it because it is it is a loving, loving presence. It is uh, I'm connected. I'm connected to everybody. It's a universal thing, you know, and it's love. Hate doesn't, doesn't work. Um, Manipulation doesn't work. Um, Love, love is, is what I'm finding out more and more every day. Love is what is going to change the things that are going on in the world. Hate has gotten us nowhere. And I'm seeing more and more, especially my my little Goosey, my four-year-old Goosey, my, my eight-month-old Avery, I, I want to give them a better world. And I am just one person, but I am one person that can make a difference with love. You know, I have that to give. My experience, strength, and hope, my love. I, I did kind of want to go over um, just some some things that have been going on, little God shots, I like to call them. My husband has, has been starting to pray a little, uh, and, you know, he's dipping his toes in the water. And, and one of the things that I love is my God, my great spirit, is uh, I don't have to beat people over the head with my spirituality. I don't have to condemn anyone's spirituality. I believe we are all on roads that lead to the same destination, and that destination is 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 our higher power, our God, our great spirit. And for me, it's not about, oh, I'm right, and I have this, this, and this, and we don't listen to each other. Like, with, with the whole religion thing, I can listen to your point of view and I can respect your beliefs. But I think what happens today is we don't respect each other's beliefs. If I don't believe like you, then you hate me. I'm not really understanding why that is. And I'm on this journey and I am open to other people's beliefs, other people's opinions, other people's personalities. Um, But I want to learn. So that's I'm open and I want to learn all this stuff. I don't want to argue about how this God is 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 better than this God and this God is is the right God. I just I want to learn everything because for me, God is all of it. God is love. God is is tolerance, kindness, patience. And people that 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 are standing up saying, you know, this is the God you should have. This is the right God and and you need to do this and you need to do that. I just can't get with that. If God wants to tell me something, God's going to tell me. He's not going to tell me through somebody with a bullhorn or or somebody that's screaming and yelling at me on on TV. I just I had that. I watched The Passion of the Christ, and it moved me so much that I did stop drinking for three years, you know, but I didn't take care of any of the isms. I didn't know how. I just knew that I loved Jesus, that that he had done this wonderful thing for me, and, you know, it moved me, and uh, I just... After three years, I just did not have any tools. I, I did not get in therapy. I, it was just church, 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 church. And they didn't help me to deal with my issues. 
They didn't help me to, you know, they just told me I was a sinner. You know, you're a sinner. Go fix that. And that, that just, that never worked for me. You know, I did not have the life that, that, that I'm working on right now through just church. Um, I had to have a program for living. You have to spell it out to me, you know, one, two, three, four. And, and that's what I have. And it doesn't work for everybody. There's so many different roads to sobriety and, and, and to spirituality. And this is just my little journey, Angel's little journey. And, you know, I, I do love recording this podcast and, um, it, it, it just, it's very therapeutic for me because I get to get my thoughts out. I get to get my feelings out and I journal, but I, I'm, when, when you have the solution, you reach out and you want to help other alcoholics, not only other alcoholics, I want to help people, period. I have been an abused child. I have been an abused wife. Um, but I am, I am a survivor. I am victorious and I want to share with people the life you can have. You know, if, if you just dig your heels in and set some boundaries, you know, set some boundaries, um, self-love, we have got to start loving ourselves as, especially as women, you know, we're taught that you have to do everything, be everything. Uh, I've said before, bring home the bacon, fry it up in a pan and never let you forget you're a man. And that just, you know, nowadays we just can't do that. I mean, life is so busy. It is so hard. And the thing that gets me through is, is my great spirit, my higher power, you know, and I have a wonderful, wonderful support system. I have a whole tribe. I have a fabulous family. Um, and I am at a point in my life to where, you know, it's not like I'm this big guru and have all this wisdom, but you know what? I want to help somebody. And that's why I'm doing this. If I just reach one person that is like, you know what? I'm unique. I, I am so severely messed up that, that nobody knows. Nobody knows how messed up I am. That's just not true. We are all hurt, broken, dysfunctional in one way or another. We will be back shortly. We're going to take a small break, and we will be back. Thank you. We invite you to visit our website, much more to say dot weebly dot com. That's much more the number two say dot weebly dot com. And we are back. I also wanted to uh, let let my viewers know this will be the first year in my life. I'm forty eight years old. The first time in my life that I am voting. Um, so I'm not just uh, talking the talk. I'm going to walk the walk. Uh, my daughter's voting. My husband is voting. And my son-in-law is voting. And a good friend of mine, uh, thank you, Miss Carol, brought um, our voter registrations. And uh, we, are, we are very excited. So I'm definitely doing more than talking. We are voting this year. And... Uh, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit, speaking of uh, voting and differences of opinion, and, and uh, I had to do something that I never thought I would do, but uh, I'm feel, feeling very healthy about it, and it just shows some people are, just can't let you have your, your own opinion, your own deal. Okay, here's what happened. Um, 
I have been an alcoholic my whole life. Um, I can even remember I uh, went to a Cinderella concert and got into an argument with my roommate. So I get left, call my dad to come get me. Um, he comes to pick me up, but I'm walking down the road, side of the road by the pavilion. And um, when he picks me up, we get pulled over by highway patrolman that thought I was a prostitute and my dad was a John. Yeah. Pretty, pretty embarrassing, right? Pretty, pretty, like, <laughs> horrible. But because I have a difference of opinion, because my God has no judgment, has just love, um, there was a little little meme that I posted, and, and it was, uh, you know, love everybody. Love everybody. And then you have the Pharisees to the side going, but what about gays? What about this? And Jesus is saying, did I fucking stutter? You know, and, and for me, that's that's my God. You know, love everybody. No, you, you, you can't, you know, not love these people and not love these people. And Jesus loved everybody. That, that was his main commandment. Love me and love yourself as your neighbor. And so my mother, who, you know, goes on Facebook maybe once every year or, or six months, um, went on and saw this and uh, took great offense and said that I had better be careful when I am saying Jesus is a sinner, which I said none of, um, but then went on to go on this absolute tirade, uh, sends me a message on Messenger that she is ashamed of me, that do not come to her funeral and never speak to her again. Well, that's over a difference of opinion. I am not allowed to have my own opinion. And, you know, used to, it really would have tore me up because, you know, I always wanted my mother's love. Always, always, always. You know, my mother is not a, a, an affectionate person. She's not a very loving person. And for so long, I thought that that was my fault. That was because I had done something wrong. And that is not my fault at all. And so what I had to do is uh, I, I had responded to her, you know, um, it's my, my God has a sense of humor and, and, you know, this, that, or the other. And so I, I called a, a very, very close friend and said, can, can I now block, you know, this negativity? And absolutely. And, and I had to ask that because I don't know what normal is. And I know normal is sitting on a, on a washing machine, but I don't ever want to do anything to hurt someone else. You know, I may not always be able to help, but I never want to hurt. And, and even people that hurt me, you know, I forgive my parents. I really do for everything. They did the best they could with what they had. But now I'm responsible for me. I'm responsible for the people I'm around. I'm responsible for what I open myself up to. And when I set boundaries and they're crossed, you know, I blocked, I blocked them on Facebook. I blocked Messenger. I even had to block my dad's, you know, his cell phone and their house phone. Why? 
that's your mom, not your dad. Well, anytime I talk to my dad, he's all, you know, trying to get, oh, you need to talk to your mom. In the 80s, that's how it was. Just because they were your parents, you had to talk to them. Well, that's not how it is. That's not how it is. You're not, if you're not adding to my life, if it's not mutually beneficial, beneficial, I don't, I don't have to go there. And, and that was really hard to learn because like I said, in the eighties, it didn't matter, you know, oh, crazy uncle so-and-so you have to be around him anyway. No, not if they're toxic, not if they're harmful to you. And what I have started saying is it is my responsibility now that I know that little girl is in there to protect her. Because she's healing. She's healing from things that, you know, were never talked about and really are are kind of denied uh, on some of it. I I was a little gaslit, but I don't have that need to have them understand anymore. I know what happened. I know what happened when I was growing up. You know, it wasn't always horrible and bad, but it wasn't good. It was not a safe place. It was scary. I had no one to turn to if I was just afraid and wanted to be held. I had no one to turn to, you know, and and that helped shape my alcoholism and all my isms and the way I felt about myself, you know, Um, because I was never taught that I could do anything. I was never taught that I was a, a wonderful, sweet, little, innocent child, there's a lot of us out there now that are healing and we're, we're woke and we know that it's only through love that, that things are going to change. And part of, of, of my healing and taking care of myself was blocking, blocking my own mom and dad, because you know what? I can't fix them. I can't fix them, but I can't let them drag me down, you know, and, and, I have mentioned no names, but, you know, it's like when when there's calls, there's never any, hey, we're having a wonderful day over here. How are you doing? It's always negative. Always something's going on. I don't have to live that way. That's not how my higher power, my great spirit wants me to live. I live in joy. Now, does that mean I walk around every day with rainbows shooting out of my asshole? No. But I have a decision to make every day when I wake up. Do I want to be positive and and add to the world and let my burdens be light? Or do I want to get all wrapped up in stuff that I can't control anyway? You know, I used to let life, I mean, I didn't want to get out of the bed. I didn't want to deal with stuff. I mean, when you start taking care of yourself, you see that you are worthy of self-care. You are worthy of cutting negative people out of your life if they're going to bring you down. You know, not everybody is going to like your sunshine. Not everybody likes my sunshine. And and that doesn't mean they're bad people. I shine too brightly for some folks. I'm too loud for some folks. But there are those select few that my shine irritates their demons. And I'm not going to dim my shine anymore. I'm out there. I'm doing things that are uncomfortable. This podcast is new. You know, even though I have a few under my belt, it's new. And, and it's scary. But, you know, nothing venture, nothing gained. 
And and I do have experience, strength, and hope in several instances. You know, I, I am a survivor of childhood trauma. I am a survivor of alcoholism. I am a survivor of uh, emotional abuse, physical abuse. Uh, and And when you are a survivor and when you have found the solution, you can be a torch bearer for those still in the dark. Because my darkness is a part of me. It's I can pull that out when I need to help somebody else because to hear me and to see me, you wouldn't think that I have I have been dealt some shit and I have gone through some shit, but I have and I have survived. And the reason that I've survived is to pull that out when I need to help somebody else, whether it be another alcoholic, whether it be a woman, a man, a child. That is my purpose in life now is to help another human being with what I've learned. And if I have to pull my darkness out and I I have been down and dirty, I have been at rock bottom several different times in my drinking career, you know, because this is the first time I've ever found the solution. You know, I'd found what I thought was God and I have, I've had three years here and three. And you know what? I'm, I'm, August 21st to be a year and a half. And I've got people saying, oh, she's had three years before. Oh, she's had three years. No, I haven't. I was dry drunk and stark raving sober. Stark raving sober. Because I was not working on any of my isms. And I didn't have the alcohol to help. So I was really batshit crazy. You know? And now... Just having the tools, man, having the tools, having uh, a higher power, having a whole tribe. I had no clue when I walked in the doors of, of, of my tribe that in a year and a half, my life would change so profoundly. And it's not, you know, it's work. It's because I have put in the work and I know that, that there is a purpose for me. If not, this little girl would have died a long time ago. I have looked back over my life when I found my higher power. And I also found how many times that my higher power has been with me and saved me my whole life before I understood when, when I couldn't stand God, when I thought he was a big bully you know, and just wanted to beat me in the head and, and, and just like, like a evil genius. You know how they roll their hands? That's how I picture God. Like he was up there, ah, <laughs> wait for her to mess up, you know? And that, that's horrible. It's like, ooh, ooh, you can't do anything right when you're, oh, God's just waiting on me to mess up. And no, that, that's not God. That was my parents. That is how I was raised. And that's not God. When some people say, um, God, the father, I used to have a real hard time with that, you know, because my father, he did the best he could, but he wasn't at times very loving, very compassionate, very caring. And so I couldn't get with that God, the father thing, but all you have to do is start. And, and now it is so much more than that. It's my breath. It's my life. It's every day. It's my, you know, I go outside. I see hawks. I see squirrels. That's my great spirit saying hello, man. That's my great spirit saying, I love you. You're on the right path. Let's let's keep going. Because I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. And sometimes I get down. Sometimes I question. That's just, that's normal. Sometimes I ask myself, it's like, is is this really real? And, and it is. 
It is. I don't have to have that that condemning God. God is love, man. God is love, and he helps me to love. Y'all just have a wonderful, wonderful day. Love you all so very much. And we're done. This has been a production of the Descant MMG Podcast Network.